everyone. This is Cleo Childress. This is a live edition of Financially Free with Cleo podcast. So it's Thursday, which means it is Money Mindset Thursdays, which is the live edition of the show, Financially Free with Cleo. And this is my first time going live on YouTube. So I'm trying to test it out and see how this works, if it's better to go live here or on a different platform. But we're here today and we're just gonna dive right in. If you are watching, feel free to comment, ask me questions, give me feedback, thoughts on anything that we're talking about today is gonna be cool. So I'm gonna just jump right in there and we're gonna be talking about living paycheck to paycheck, millennials specifically. So there was an article on NerdWallet, which there's tons of articles, there's lots of studies out there looking at Americans to see how many of us are really living paycheck to paycheck. And I want to share this statistic with you. So they said that 70% of millennials are living paycheck to paycheck, but 54% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. But when they did that study over all the people in the US, millennials, they said, had the brokest energy. I'm a millennial, so when I read that, I was just like, hmm, interesting. But it made me think about my own personal experiences when it comes to living paycheck to paycheck. I know several years ago, I struggled with living paycheck to paycheck and I, I wanted better. You know, I had really good intentions of wanting to do better, but my actions wasn't really there. And when they were there, I was excited. I was pumped up to make real changes, but then I would fall off track. And then I would start, and then I would fall off track. And then I got to a point where I said, okay, Cleo, why do you keep starting and keep falling off track? And that's where it comes with your mindset. That's why this is Money Mindset Thursdays, because you can have all the tools that you need, all the people that you need to help you, but if you don't have it together in your mind first, only you can start there. Nobody can force you to shift your mindset in a way that's gonna work for you. You have to start with you first, and then the people in your life and the resources and the tools that you're being provided with is going to help you when you get your mindset together. But yes, y'all, it said millennials had the brokest energy. And when they said millennials, specifically the older millennials. So if you're not sure what age group millennials are in, it is 25 to 40. So if you're 25 years old to 40 years old, you are a millennial. But the younger millennials are between 25 years old and 32 years old. So for us older millennials, that is between ages 33 and 40. I'm 36, y'all, so I'm an older millennial. So it says the millennials have the brokest energy, but specifically the older millennials. So y'all, we gotta get it together because we can't be out here in this world and people thinking we got the brokest energy. You know, we are at a point in our lives where we're like, you know, in that mid-age range, getting, you know, closer to 50, but we're still young. We're in our 30s, you know, early 40s. So I just want you to know that if you are feeling embarrassed or ashamed or overwhelmed with your current financial situation, I want you to know that things can change and they will if you start with your mindset first. You know, start thinking about what you've been through from now until, from, from the past all the way up until present day. And I want you to let go of that shame and that fear and that guilt 
I know that's what I struggled with for a long time, y'all. And it's hard not to feel bad about your financial decisions from the past. But I realized me staying stuck there was not helping me go forward. Like we're human, so we're going to feel negatively about bad financial decisions. Like we're going to feel like, oh, we should have accomplished more. We should have been to this level already, or we should know better, or we should have been taught this, or we should have learned this by now. But really having that type of self-talk and having that type of mindset really, really keeps you stuck. Like it makes you not really want to do anything because you don't believe that better can come. You don't believe that you can actually achieve better. You don't feel like you deserve it in a way because of your decisions. But I'm going to tell y'all, if I can change, I know you can too. If you want better, you can get it. You just have to shift your thinking. You have to think of, you have to tap into your feelings and emotions and actually talk to somebody about it. So years ago, I isolated myself. I didn't talk to anyone because I really didn't think people would understand. I felt like I was the only one struggling. Like everybody clearly has it together. Nobody could possibly be struggling the way I'm struggling. But once I started to talk with other people, I would go to conferences or just meetings in the community and I would just hear other people either tell me what they were struggling with now or things that they struggled with in the past. and. I was just like, wow. So it's not just me having these same negative feelings. You know, it feels good to know that someone out there can relate and someone out there can understand where I'm coming from and not just judge me or criticize me or attack me for the decisions I made in the past. And that made me feel better. And it gave me hope that, you know what, if these people can overcome their financial traumas or financial uh, decisions that they made that they felt were negative, I know I can too. Even though I didn't know how I was going to do it. That's the main thing is that if we don't know how it's going to happen, sometimes it's hard for us to really make a move or keep staying consistent on a plan if we don't really see how it's going to change. But what you have to do is believe that it's going to happen eventually. You know, it can happen really quick. There are times where you are working a plan and things happen really fast for you. But then there are times, y'all, where it may take a little long. It may take some more weeks, some more months, some more years. But it's just all about that, that mindset piece. And years ago, when people used to tell me, Cleo, think about your mindset. Shift your mindset. I was just like, I don't really want to hear about this mindset stuff. Because I just didn't really think. I just wasn't really tapped into deep thinking about my money. I was just kind of looking at the surface level of it. And I'm just like, you know, I just want to make more money. I just want to make more money. Um, but, you know, when you make more money, it doesn't always fix your money habits. You know, we, we feel like that's the answer, but a lot of times it's not. Um, for example, uh, in 2014, specifically November 2014, that was the first time that I got to a point where I was earning uh, over $100,000 a year. It was the first time I had a job where I was being paid. It was about 10K a month. So about 120 per year. I felt like I was set for life because I was like, I go from making 43,000 and I'm making, and now I'm making 120 a year. So that's like a huge jump. 
But what I realized was that I still had my same money habits. I spent more. You, you would think, how could you possibly spend that much more? But it's those little things that you do every day, like eating out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or shopping online, or in the mall, or wherever you shop at, or you're just lending money or giving money to people, or you're just buying things here, buying things there, not really keeping track of it all. And when you don't really know what's going on, you really can lose track of what you're really spending and what's really coming in. And that's when I knew I had to get organized. And just like this, this article is saying that us older millennials got the brokest energy. That and this is a recent study, y'all. This is a recent study by Lending Tree and another company called Payments. And I just was like, I'm not trying to have no broke energy. I cannot go back there. Cause you know, even if we get to a level where we accomplish stuff, things can change any minute. You could lose a job, you could get laid off, you could get injured where you physically can't work anymore. And what if you don't have any money saved? Or what if you don't have any money invested in anything where you could pull from to help you if your current income or incomes stops or slows down? So I want you to take some time today to take a moment to kind of look at your finances and see what is really going on? What are you doing great at? And what is what seems to be the, the struggle area? Because none of us are perfect. Even me, we all have areas that we may struggle in from time to time. But the most important thing is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to add into your life that's going to help you push forward? And what are some things that you're going to kind of remove or get rid of that may not really be serving you well? And now that takes us in going into the money management piece. So I just want to share four things with you to help you manage your money better. So the first thing is doing an audit. I know when people hear audit, it kind of sounds overwhelming, but it's simply just taking a look at your finances, like looking at what are your regular monthly expenses? You know, it could be rent, it could be a mortgage, it could be, you know, your light bill, like your utilities, you know, it could be renter's insurance or homeowner's insurance, car insurance, food, around the house type of stuff, like, you know, paper towels, toilet paper, you know, things like that. All of that stuff adds up. So you want to look to see what am I having to pay every single month? Let's look at those expenses and see, is there any expenses that can go? What can stay? And if any expenses need to stay, can I make it any cheaper? And if not, that's totally okay because you can decrease your expenses enough as much as you can, but it gets to a point where you can only decrease your expenses so much. And then you got to figure out how can I actually make more money? So that's why I tell people you may have to do a little bit of both, you know, cutting back on spending and increasing your income too, because when you have more money, that gives you more options. I know for me, when I decreased my expenses, I felt good because I was like, wow, I didn't realize I was spending as much, you know, not just on your regular bills, but I'm talking about the, the eating out all the time. That was my main thing, eating out all the time because I was always working, raising my daughter. And I just felt like, oh, I'm just so tired. I don't feel like cooking. Now, other people love to cook and other people cook you know, and it's like not an issue. But for me, I felt so drained from always working all the time. I never felt like cooking, so I would always eat out. But then I realized eating out costs a lot, especially if you're doing it every single day. Now, if you have the extra money to eat out, that's fine. I'm not talking about you, but I'm only talking about those who know we eat out a lot and we know that we have spent $500 eating out. 
but yet we're paying our bills late or we're not saving or we're not investing anything. That's when it becomes an issue when spending on certain things is taken away from more important things that you do need to be doing with your money to make sure that you and your family is good. You know, we want to make, we don't want to struggle all the time. I really don't believe that we are meant to struggle all the time. There are going to be times in life where things happen and it, it, it was just totally outside of our control. Like we woke up, work, did our best every, every day, treated people with kindness. You know, we operate and with integrity, we do our best every single day. And there are things that happen that just hits us and it was nothing we could do about it. And we just have to regroup, reset, and figure out how can we actually make things better. Hey, Vicky, thank you for tuning in, girl. He said, I actually decreased a lot of expenses when I got pregnant. Yes, those are one of those life-changing events. So Vicky said that she changed, she decreased some of her expenses when she got pregnant. That is a time in your life when big things happen in your life it does cause you to pause a lot of things and reevaluate what's going on in your life. So getting pregnant, about to have a baby, it could be you just got married, maybe you got divorced, maybe someone passed away, maybe you had to relocate, maybe you had a new job, maybe you got laid off or fired. So when you have these life-changing events, that's a good time in your life to regroup and figure out what is in my life right now and what needs to stay, what needs to go. And even if you decrease expenses, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to, like for example, let's say you um, had a cable bill, for example, and you wanted to cut the cable. If you really enjoy having cable, it doesn't mean you have to be without it forever. Maybe you're just decreasing it or getting rid of it just for a short period of time. So that's something to keep in mind is that it's just sometimes some short-term sacrifices or long-term <laughs> sacrifices in order to get to where you really need to go. And then later, when you get in a position where you have more freedom with your cash flow, you can add start adding other expenses back in that you, you know, normally had that you had to cut out for a short period of time. So next, you have to create a system. After you audit and like take a look at all your bills, all your income, look to see what you're really working with, then you need to create a system that's gonna work for you. So when it comes to budgeting and managing your money, you have to find out what is working best for you. We all have different personality styles. We all learn differently. We all like visually like to see certain things differently, like certain colors. Like when you think about budgeting apps, you know, if you see a budgeting app, and I know this is going into something else, but it's important. Like if you see a budgeting app and you see the colors, like, you know, colors change your mood. If you see one that has like yellow and green, that may make you feel, you know, more upbeat and more excited, but you may, or you may love looking at the color blue or purple. So when you are looking at budgeting apps, for example, look to see, do you like the way it looks? And is it user friendly for you? Is it easy for you to understand? Maybe you don't want to do a budgeting app. Maybe you want to use pen and paper, which is totally fine. Maybe you want to use the notes in your phone. Maybe you want to use a Google sheet or an Excel spreadsheet. That's totally okay too, because it's all about using what works best for you. And that's gonna help you stick to your budgeting and managing your money and having those weekly money dates. It's gonna help you stick to it better if you're using tools that's really helping you understand everything. So create a system, schedule time each week to meet with yourself or with your spouse, your partner, your kids, whoever you live with, whoever you share expenses with, 
Make sure y'all talking about this money every week. And I know sometimes it can be uncomfortable. It's not always easy talking about money. But what I've learned is that one day you're going to have to. <laughs> if you keep avoiding it, it's just going to ball up and ball up and ball up. And one day you're going to be forced to sit down and talk about it. <laughs> so it gets, it's e it gets easier over time. I will say that. It gets easier. If you're already comfortable having these money talks, then you're good. But if you struggle with talking about finances, then you're going to have, there's no way around it. You're just going to have to start doing it more often and more often. Vicky said, I've been using a checkbook app for a year to track my spending and it's yellow. Yes, I love yellow, girl. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Girl, look, look, even look at my nails. I don't look like I'm trying to stick up my middle finger. But one of my nails is yellow. I always wear pink nail polish, but I was like, it's the new year. Let me try a new color and put, let me try a little small. I didn't want to have all my nails yellow, but I was like, let me um, do one nail yellow. So yes, girl, I love me some yellow too. But you have to think about those things. What is going, what is user-friendly for you? And you have, you may have to test out some stuff to see what works best for you. The third thing is paying yourself first. So when I say pay yourself first, I'm meaning you are either saving or you're investing your money. Now, you don't necessarily have to save every single month or invest every single month, but you need to do one of them. You don't have to do both, but I strongly suggest you every single month you're either saving something or investing. And if you are saving money, make sure you are saving towards something. You don't want to just be saving just to be saving. No, what is the savings for? Are you saving for a new car? Are you saving to buy a house? Are you saving to remodel your home that you're already in? Are you saving for a vacation? Are you saving to go and just travel the world one day? Are you saving to help out someone else? Are you saving so you can have some money to give back to other people? Like, what are you actually saving for? Are you saving for, uh, you know, your emergency fund? I know I used to call mine emergency fund because if something happens unexpectedly, right, we want to have some money to pull from instead of having to go borrow money or not being able to take care of what we need. What I call mine is I got it fund, meaning whether if it's an emergency or whether if it's just something I just want to do spur of the moment, I can say, you know what? I got it. I got it in my bank account, in my savings account. I can just get it. One day I may say, you know what? I just really feel kind of overworked this week. I want a massage. I want to be able to go online book me a massage and not feel like I'm pulling it from a bill or pulling it from something else. You know, I want to be able to say, you know what, I can go. Now you can put massages in your budget, but you may want to do something that you may not have put in your budget, but you have money set aside to do those things that you want to do without feeling like it's taken from something else. And the fourth thing is always educating yourself forever student. We're always growing. We're always learning. And every year, every few years, or even with months, you know, we change. And in the financial world, y'all, things are always changing. And I'm sure for you, whatever career you have, whatever industry you're in, I'm sure things change a lot for you too. So in the financial world, you always have to be educating yourself because you can get some tools and tips and strategies on how to do this and do that. And then next year, it could change, just like with the pandemic. You know, there's a lot of things, um, you know, that we were told we should do this and do that. But once the pandemic hit, things shifted in a lot of different ways. And it may be better to do things a different way. 
So being able to, you know, be aware of what's going on in the world and in your personal life and your professional life and being able to be flexible and adapt. That is something that I've learned with anything in life is that you have to be willing to make changes as you need to. Nothing is ever going to stay the same. It may stay the same for a period of time, but eventually you may have to switch some things up and change. And if you're constantly educating yourself, and when I say educating yourself, I'm meaning you are reading some books, you are watching YouTube videos, you're watching videos you know, on social media from other financial professionals who are educating and teaching people how to be better with their money, you are listening to podcasts, you are reading eBooks, you are having conversations with other people who are like you, who know they want to be better with their money, and then you're also attending events. I know in this space, it may be difficult to go to a lot of in-person conferences, but there are a lot of virtual events that you can attend. So I'm not saying you have to go to all the things and do everything, but you you should find something that, you know, whatever, whichever way you learn the best, whether it's reading or watching videos, listening to podcasts, or if it's attending events, Choose a few of them and actually put them in your schedule. You know, just like you wake up and go to work every day or you wake up and go to church, you should make time for educating yourself every single week as well. And that's a form of self-care because you can't really elevate and continue to make more money or continue to be more happy in your financial lifestyle if you are not educating yourself on all the different things in finance in the financial world. I know for me, I'm always having to learn, but I make it fun because you don't want to learn and you're bored or or you're you know frustrated. You want to find ways that that makes learning fun and exciting. And it also helps to have people in your circle that's really going to push you too. Now, there are going to be times where you may not have anyone there to really push you or to talk to, but it's good to start developing and nurturing some relationships. That way you have someone to go to to vent to. Maybe you don't want advice. Sometimes we just want to vent, y'all. <laughs> there are times where I'm not even looking for tips or advice. I just want somebody to talk to. And that makes you feel good that you have... Now, someone you trust, of course, just can't be talking to any and everybody. But you should find someone that you trust, that you value their thoughts and opinions, and someone that will keep it real with you and tell you the truth about yourself or that will be willing just to listen if you're not necessarily looking for advice. <laughs> so that's those four areas that you should consider when, when it comes to money management. And just to recap, that is auditing your financial status, creating a system, paying yourself first, and continuing to educate yourself on a regular basis, which means every week you should be doing something to educate yourself. Now I want to move on over to student loan debt. Now, I'm not sure if you have student loan debt, but you may know somebody that does have student loan debt. And as of 2022, in the US, there is $1.73 trillion in student loan debt. Me, when I went to college, I took out student loans. Back then, I wasn't really aware of all of the opportunities to get free money. But since student loan debt is growing and continuing to get larger and larger, that tells me that there's still a lot of people that feel like they don't have any other options to pay for school. So if you are considering going to college and taking out student loans, or maybe you have a relative or a friend or other, you know, uh, and it's not just kids, you know, adults, we go back to school too, right? And get student loans. 
if you know if it's you or if you know anyone else out there that are considering take out student loans let that be your last resort because i know that there are so many other options out there to get free money with grants and scholarships and work study or having an employer pay for it or even paying out of your own pocket there's so many different options and I want you to avoid the student loan debt. But I first want to ask yourself, if you're going into a program and thinking about taking out student loans, ask yourself, this program that I'm studying, do I really need it to do whatever career opportunity that I really desire? Because a lot of times we realize we may not need that degree or that certification. Now, if we do need it, there are lots of careers out there where you're going to need that certification. You're going to need that degree, that bachelor's degree, that master's, that PhD, and all the things, right? But I want you to ask yourself, do I need this? And that's when it comes to having a mentor or a coach or someone in your life in the industry that you're wanting to be in or to continue to grow in, talk to them and ask them, say, look, this is the job that I want, or this is the career that I want, or these are the opportunities that I want. How can I get there without going back to school? And I'm not knocking education because I went to school. And I feel like we should still educate yourself because I just said with the money management, you should educate yourself, right? So I'm not saying you should do careers and don't educate yourself because we hire people. We want professionals, right? We want people who know what they're doing, but I don't want people to feel like they have to get degrees and get into student loans when they don't necessarily have to go that route. I've had lots of opportunities, like the, the jobs that I've had in the past that paid me the most, I don't even have to have a degree for. Like, honestly, the stuff that I do now, I don't even need my degree, but I do appreciate the experience that I got from it. But I just want you to be mindful of, do I really need this degree to get to where I'm gonna go? And if I do, how can I get it without pay, without taking out student loan debt? Without taking out student loan debt, there's so many resources. You can literally go to whatever school you're trying to go to, go to their financial aid office or their scholarship department and talk to them. Talk to your employer about tuition reimbursement. Go on all of these sites. If you Google uh, going to college debt-free or scholarships or grants in your city, your county, or your state, there's tons of information out there. Now, that is the, I guess some people would say, the disadvantage. You know, it takes time. You know, it, it can be a tedious task to search online for scholarships because there's lots of it out there. But is it better to do that or pay back student loans? <laughs> That's what you have to ask yourself. But a, a really good platform for having a lot of scholarships is Scholly. It's S-C-H-O-L-L-Y, scholly.com. It's myscholly.com. So they have an app and they have a website. You could go on there and plug in certain information and they could send you notifications on scholarships that align with your goals. And that can kind of take away from having to spend time a whole lot of time online searching for them. So think about that and share that with someone in your life that you know uh, either don't want to take out student loans and trying to go to school, or maybe they don't want to take out any more and trying to finish. All right, and the last thing is self-care. So we can be so caught up in all of our daily responsibilities, our daily uh, to-do list, you know, work, family, your kids, you know, all of these different things, right? But you can burn out. You can get overwhelmed. You can get tired. Our mind can get overwhelmed. Our body can get overwhelmed. 
And if you don't take time to add self-care to your weekly routine, you will be forced, like your body will shut down. <laughs> um, I've experienced that years ago where I felt like I could just keep going and keep going, keep going, keep going. And I felt like I could just not get any sleep. I could just do all this work. And I realized the older I got, I realized I can't just be not getting no sleep. Like when I don't get enough sleep, I feel terrible, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but I feel terrible because I really can't think straight. And if you don't get the proper amount of sleep, and I'm not saying you have to get eight hours every day. For you, it could be five. It could be six. We're all different. Some people need that eight hours. Some people could work with six or seven. But do what works best for you and make sure you make time to get your sleep or your naps in. I'm really speaking for us older millennials because we need some naps, y'all. We can't be out here waking up early and going to sleep late or just staying up all, you know, for so many hours and expect for us to make some, you know, wise decisions. You know, we can't make wise decisions, especially in our money, if we are not taking care of our body. So when I say self-care, this could simply mean taking an hour away from social media, just taking a social media break, not scrolling all day. Or you could just take a moment and go watch a movie a comedy movie, action movie, whatever movie you like to watch. I like to watch scary movies. So that is like fun time for me. Or maybe you just wanna go for a walk outside. If you work from home and you're in the house most of the time, you have to get out and get some fresh air, get some sunlight, feel the, the, the breeze. You know, I know it's winter time right now, so it may be a little cold, but that can still help you though. I don't like the cold, but I get out the house and I will go walk around and get, you know, some fresh air and just, you know, enjoy the sunlight. And it will make you feel so much better. It will definitely change your mood. And you also make like, like make time to work out. Now, am I saying you need to be in the gym for two hours a day? No, I'm simply saying make time for movement. It could be yoga. It could be some cardio. You could lift some weights. It could be something that you're doing a simple stretch. You could just be doing some, even if you're sitting at your desk, you can literally do some simple stretch exercises while you're sitting down. And if you're someone who sits down a lot, you definitely need to get up and move around. And, you know, we can tend to hold a lot of stress in our hip area. So it's really good to be doing some types of, of stretching and movement in that area. And that's not just for women, that's for men too. So you can always go on YouTube and find some free workout videos. Or if you know some, if you know some fitness professionals, in your area or just online that you follow, reach out to them, see what type of programs that they have, because you may need some help. And when I and you should invest in yourself too. If that means you need to buy someone's program, workout program, or maybe have a one-on-one -on -one session with them, that is going to help you. A lot of fitness professionals have um, you know, virtual options too, since you know we're in this uh pandemic uh, time still where a lot of stuff is still online. So just because you can't go to the gym or don't want to go to the gym or go outside, you can still do things at home. So remember to make time for self-care, nurture your mind, nurture your body, and make time to communicate with people in your life that care about you. So your friends, your family, reach out to them, call them, text them. Doesn't mean you have to have these hour-long conversations. It could simply be a little five, 10-minute little check-in, have a conversation, laugh, because you know, I used to always be busy, 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 right? I mean, I'm still busy, but I realized when I make time to 
catch up with friends or catch up with family after I get off the phone or after I finish texting them, I feel good. I feel so good. I'm like, wow, I really needed that conversation. Like sometimes we don't realize we just need a little break, a little mental break just to talk, laugh, have a good conversation. And that's what I want you to do more of is taking time to spend quality time with loved ones in your life. This could be friends, family, or maybe some coworkers that you really enjoy uh, spending time with. Because I feel like we all need that. We all need to have some type of love and care from other people and not feeling like we're you know, isolating ourselves or we're keeping everything inside. Like it is another form of self-care to talk and get things out and just laugh and have a good time. Even if you can't go out, you can still talk with people over the phone or through FaceTime or Zoom or whatever you like to use, but just make sure you make time to uh, spend quality time with your people because you know we never know when our last day will be. And just to wrap up, I want to share with you about my new text community. It is called Daily Money Habits. So it's basically a new text community for people who are needing some help staying accountable, needing some help reaching their money goals. So a lot of times you can get overwhelmed with doing all these different things. And sometimes you do nothing and sometimes you just don't know where to start. So in the Daily Money Habits text community, you get a text every single day with a financial affirmation to inspire you, to push you to take action. And I give you one action step you can take for the day because that's where it starts with those money habits. So. We have positive money habits and we may have some negative money habits, but if you do those little things every single day, that can push you closer to your money goals. And you need those reminders. So if I don't know if you use a planner or if you use a digital calendar or you use something to send, you know, we're always on our phones, right? My phone is right here. So it's good to receive something that can remind you like, hey, you know what? I need to do this today. I need to take action. So if you're someone who is living paycheck to paycheck or and living paycheck to paycheck is not just for people with low income. There are people with high incomes that can still live paycheck to paycheck or struggle with just managing the money they already have. And that could be your uh, barrier to getting to more money or getting to more opportunities in your finances. So if you're interested in joining the text community, you can text money habits, all caps to 615-813-4827. And please make sure that money habits is in all caps, because if it's not in all caps, you will be on someone else's list. And I want you to be on Cleo's list daily money habits text community so again text money habits all caps 615-813-4827 and thank you so much for joining me on money mindset thursdays which is the live edition of financially free with cleo podcast and i hope that you will join me next thursday and i will see you next week have a good day